What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. It is currently 11.41 p.m. at night after Sunday Night Football on October 24th, 2021. It was an amazing day of football, but unfortunately, the Chicago Bears have dropped to 3-4 and and now have a two-game losing streak after not only getting beaten by Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but now heading into Tampa. Tom Brady not only got his 600th career touchdown, and more, and then some, um, you know, he got his revenge. He got his revenge for last year. The Tampa Bay Bucks got their revenge for, you know, us beating them in 2018 and then completely blowing them out in 2018. Mitchell Trubisky's best game in his entire career was that game against Tampa. Um, you know, the Jameis Winston days and, and it was just it was just a sight to see, you know, back in the day for Bears fans. Um, and then the 2020 game last year against Nick Foles and Khalil Mack had him thinking it was fourth down when really it was a turnover. Um, you know, so it, it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate to play the way we did. We ended up losing this game 38 to three. They had 21 points in the first half, that being Tampa. Um, you know, we knew going into this game, it was going to be rough from a defensive perspective. Um, I later realized that Tashawn Gibson is also added to the list of defensive starters for the Bears that did not play. Um, some key names we have already is, you know, Robert Quinn with COVID. Akeem Hicks has an injury. Um, Tashawn Gibson went out with an injury as well. Um, so, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of missing pieces on this team. There's a lot of missing pieces. Jimmy Graham was not available with COVID either. Um, you know, we saw, we saw a lot today though, from Jesse James, Jesse James had that preseason connection and that training camp connection with Justin Fields. We saw more of that today, not much, but we saw more of it. Um, you know, Cole Komet had a big day leading the offense, still not really sold on him. There's a lot to talk about, though. There's a lot to talk about. Um, First of all, I want to say congratulations to the GOAT. Congratulations to Tom Brady for being the first quarterback to ever throw over 600 touchdowns. Uh, I believe now he's sitting at like 602 or 603. I forget how it actually ended up. Uh, I was was with my family. I was with my niece, my brother-in-law, my sister, my mom. Uh, we We had a nice dinner and we watched the game together. Um, so, so that was cool. That was, it was a great experience. Um, you know, she's getting older now. She's almost a year. Uh, so it's, so it's really fun and, and it's more fun now than it was last season because she was just a baby. You know what I mean? Like she still is, but, um, you know, she, she's more mobile now and she's more with it and she's watching the screen rather than me just having her face near it and she, hoping she sees it. Um, you know, so it, it definitely is cool. It's definitely a dope experience. I hope my cousin Ryan Ward and my buddy Michael Torres had a great time at the game. Like I said in my last podcast, I was supposed to be there. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't. I had midterms and I, I had to back out. I did have tickets to the game. Um, I'm happy I didn't go, though. Just re- respectfully, I, I'm happy I didn't because one of the main reasons I was going um, other than spending time with them and, and seeing, you know, Tom Brady, which seeing Tom Brady would have been amazing. Um, but I truly wanted to go see Rob Gronkowski and knowing that he wasn't going to be in this game, um, made me feel a little bit better. Now they did miss Rob Gronkowski. They also missed Antonio Brown. Um, so, so there were a lot of key inactives for, you know, this offense as well. Now, also, I just want to say my first ever fantasy football win with my boys was this week. I was 0-6. Um, Mike's dogs finally have a win. Mike Evans came in clutch with over 30 points for me today. I won 130 to 126. Justin Jefferson wasn't even playing this week, so I had him on a bye week, and I still came out with a dub. It was amazing. It was, it, it was literally the last game of the night, too. It, it, my buddy Max, 
I was going up against him, and he had, what, 120-something points? You start off with 10 for each defense. Um, so he had like 125, 126. I had 130 at the start of the game, and he had San Francisco's defense. And I thought Carson Wentz was going to fucking sell me, uh, but he didn't. But, you know, it, I know you guys don't care. But it, it was a, such a crazy night, such a great day of football. Um, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs also put up three points today, which is fucking insane, you know. Um, I believe the Patriots, if I'm not mistaken, put up over 50 against the Jets. So that was fucking crazy, too. Um, the Patriots actually ended up winning that game. Let's look it up. Mac Jones played against Zach Wilson in the New York Jets. 54-13 to win for New England. They are currently sitting just like us at 3-4. and four. Um, Looking a lot better than 3-38, th- three, uh, three though. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, 3-2-38, pardon me. Um, but, yeah, to the game itself let's 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 have a conversation because you can't blame Matt Nagy for these defensive players being out and for Jimmy Graham being out and for the offensive line being banged up you saw Sam Mustafer get banged up during the game um but we could talk about what happened towards the end but first let's let, let's review the stats let's review the stats now Justin Fields went 22 for 32 it was a good game for him uh from a completion standpoint um, 184 yards thrown, uh, zero touchdowns, and unfortunately three interceptions throughout this game. Now I will say, probably would have been one or two uh, if he would have just taken them out earlier. But like I said, we're gonna save that for a little bit later. Uh, from a rushing standpoint, he had eight carries for 38 yards, zero touchdowns. Damian Williams came off the IR list today, had three carries for five yards. But Khalil Herbert continues to impress, 18 carries for 100 yards and zero touchdowns. Um, you know, an amazing game from Khalil Herbert. He's really showing that he's that number two guy when David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen get back soon. Um, I'm really excited to see this three-headed monster, four-headed monster, really, if you count Damian, uh, five if you count Justin Fields. So I, I definitely think run the ball is going to become the identity of this team once these guys are fully back uh, towards the end of the season and going into next. Um, but from a from a receiving perspective, it was a quiet day for our receivers. Cole Komet led the team, five receptions for 43 yards. Darnell Mooney had two receptions for 39 yards. Khalil Herbert, five receptions for 33 yards. Jesse James, three receptions for two yards. Marquise Goodwin, two receptions for 16 yards. Allen Robinson, two receptions for 16 yards. Got locked up. Richard Sherman wasn't even playing in this game. Um, a lot of the key inactives in that secondary for Tampa were out. So I was I was shocked by that. Um, you know, Bird had one reception for 10 yards, Ryan Nall, one reception for four, Damian Williams, one reception for three, um, and Horstead zero for zero, but it, I believe he did get a look. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a situation. It just wasn't great. It wasn't great play calling. Um, and you know, it's Bill Lazor calling plays now. And, and we have to acknowledge that, you know, Bill is currently still like what, six and two, five and two as a Chicago Bears, uh. Or no, I believe it's like five and three now, or, or six and three. One of those things. One of the one of those one of those stat lines um, for for um, offensive play caller of the Chicago Bears. Now, here's what bothered me the most throughout this game, and we're going to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about it very early because defensively there wasn't really anything to talk about. There was not a single sack throughout this game. Um, there was no interception. There was there was nothing. There was nothing to talk about from a defensive standpoint. The defense looked like shit. And that's completely understandable when it's Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, not Rob Gronkowski, pardon me, he wasn't in this game, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and, and just a great a great team. You know, this defense had a lot of missing pieces. Three starters were out. 
Um, you know, so, so that's definitely something you have to take into account. Kyle Fuller is not on this team anymore, and that was a big part of why we beat them last year. Kyle Fuller was out here fucking hit-sticking people, um, and Jalen Johnson was out there as well. So, so it definitely did help with that. Um, but, you know, I definitely think if Kyle Fuller's on this team, Akeem Hicks is healthy and Robert Quinn doesn't get COVID, even if Tashawn Gibson's out, even if he's playing, I do think the Bears have a better shot at keeping this a closer game, especially because A, B, and Gronk are out. Um, but again, you know, I, I definitely think you, you just had a bad game overall. So defensively, there's not much to talk about. Cairo Santos and Pat O'Donnell, like I said in pregame predictions, were going to be the most consistent people throughout this game, and they were. Um, but yeah, it's raining and pouring in Chicago right now for a reason. What the fuck happened towards the end of that game? It, it blows my fucking mind that Matt Nagy is this ignorant and just this just completely blind to, to seeing the future. And it, and it kind of makes me feel like he understands that he's fired at the end of the year anyways. I don't know. He's ignorant and, he, and his ego is huge, so he might not feel that way. Um, but it, it's the simple fact that let, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the score. Let's talk about the score as a whole. Um, now, you know, Sam Mustafer goes down, he gets a little banged up. Um, so your offensive line is already, Wilkinson is already, is also out. I, be, I don't know if I butchered that, but I believe that's his name. Um, he's not a starter for us, but it, it's definitely a situation. You have to look at it like that. Now, first quarter, we get outscored 21 to zero. Second quarter, we get outscored three to 14. Third quarter, zero and zero. Good defense by the Bears. I'll say that. Um, and then the, you know, but they weren't really trying. And then Kyle Trash comes into the fourth quarter, um, and blows it up. Or was it was it Blaine? I, I forget. It was a fucking backup. That's all I fucking know. I don't care who it was. Um, it was a backup. So so I definitely look at it from that perspective. And, and I have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, Justin Fields and Matt Nagy. And, and I'm sorry if I stuttered a little bit there. I'm just trying to get it out as quick as possible. Matt Nagy, I'll say this, is is one of the most ignorant guys in the world for keeping Justin Fields in that game as long as possible. And 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 what I don't understand with that is you think about the future. Think about Joe Burrow tearing his ACL in his rookie year. Uh, you think about a bunch of guys getting injured in their rookie year and missing the majority of their second year. You think about if Derrick Rose, you know, it's a totally different conversation, but if Derrick Rose wasn't in that, you know, last minute of the 76ers game when they were clearly up and the Bulls had the game in the bag, he doesn't tear his ACL. What happens in the rest of that playoff series? Uh, many people, Joakim Noah, Derrick Rose, and, and Tibbs can even attribute to that, that they believe they would have won an NBA championship that season. They, they had the momentum going. They had the chemistry. They had the vibe. They had the feeling. They were playing great ball. Um, so, so you look at it from that perspective. And, and in this situation, it's Chicago's finally has a QB1 and you did this against the Browns in Cleveland, and, and you did this, you know, um, against the Packers, and you did this against the Raiders, and, and you're doing it so many times. I'm watching you keep this kid in, whether it's a, a lead by us or it's a lead against us. And you know what I mean? So whether we're trailing by a million or we're up by a million, you keep Justin Fields in. And if you if Andy Dalton truly is healthy, which he is, and Nick Foles is truly still healthy, and you're obviously not going to fucking trade the guy. Um, it, it blows my fucking mind that you keep this guy in when they're up over 28 points going into the fourth. And I'm watching this kid having to run for his life and scramble and throwing interceptions, making bad decisions because this is a championship caliber defense. They brought back every single one of their guys and added fucking Richard Sherman, who is an all pro and a Hall of Famer and is a champion as well. Been to multiple Super Bowls, probably going to go to a fucking third. Who knows? 
Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a situation to me where they fucking take Tom Brady out. Why the fuck isn't the rookie and the future of the team out? Like it, it made it made no fucking sense to me. It was Blaine Gabbert. I'm part of me. It wasn't Kyle Trash. It was Blaine Gabbert. Two for three, 15 yards. Tom Brady, however, went twenty for tw- uh, twenty for thirty six, two hundred and eleven yards, four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Leonard Fournette had a day, fifteen carries for eighty one yards. Ronald Jones had ten carries for thir- sixty three yards. Um, Vaughn had fifteen for for twenty seven, and Darden had a one for eleven. And Fournette had a touchdown too early on. They ran it down our throats early on. Um, so so uh, you know they definitely noticed that Quinn and Akeem were out. And Travis Gibson and um, Tungo were trying their best, but uh, again, it's it's a better offensive line, um, you know, and and they're you know they're still young. Gibson's in his second year, Tunga's in his first, you know, so so it definitely is hard. Uh, Khalil Mack, obviously, that foot injury definitely was noticed. They did double him a lot of this game, like I did anticipate, like many of us did anticipate. Um, you know, they're not fucking around. Bruce Arians understands that that they if they can neutralize Khalil Mack, they can win this game. Um, so yeah, you, you definitely saw that and, and it was very, it, it was bad from the start. It was bad from the start and you knew it was going to be bad. Um, but it just, it blows my mind back to the Justin Fields thing that you keep this kid in the game and for what? Like, are you, are you telling me he literally learned, did he learn anything throughout that quarter? Yeah, you didn't air it out. You know, you didn't give him the opportunity to whip it down to Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney or Bird or Komet or anybody uh, you just you just kept him in there to fucking keep him in there, and the play calling was still not great. Um, and I understand that because obviously David Montgomery's out, and Jimmy Graham's a big part of blocking for you, and and I understand that. I understand all of that. Um, but at the end of the day, you just look at it from that perspective, and you and you wonder like, what the actual fuck did you keep him in that game for when you do have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles, but both are there for that very reason, and they could still. You know, march you down the field. We saw Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in this Bucks team last fucking year. We did it last year. So I don't understand why you feel the need. And, and, and it comes down to this. This is truly how I view it. And if you don't agree with me, I would love to have this conversation with you. I feel like a lot of people were telling him and forcing it down his throat that you need to give him experience. You need to give him experience. He needs to learn. He needs to play and able to learn. And Matt Nagy said, okay, fine, but I'm not taking him out. I'm not taking him out unless he's injured. Don't fucking come at me. Don't fucking ask me to put in Foles or put in Dalton. I'm keeping him fucking in because the front office forced him, forced his hand to put him in. uh, And now he's refusing to. And I I feel like that's completely um, showing of him as an individual and him as a man. Now, again, this is speculation. This isn't me with the cold hard facts. And I don't know if that's how he's truly viewing it. Um, but that's the only way that fucking makes sense in my head. Like there's no other, unless you're a fucking idiot. And, and I don't want to call some, another individual or a colleague or someone I may work with in the near future if I ever get an opportunity there. I don't want to call someone an idiot. Um, but it, it's just a fact that like, bro, like it doesn't make sense. It has to be, it has to be just you doing that to just push back at fans in the front office saying, I told you he wasn't ready. But it's the cold, hard truth that if you look at this schedule, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for Justin Fields or this team as a whole. 
Um, but our fucking schedule is top five toughest in the league. And I believe at the beginning of the year it was like top three toughest. Um, and that was before all the injuries and that was before everything else. Like we're looking at the Raiders who are currently, you know, atop of their division. Uh, the Packers are top of their division. The Bucks are the defending champs. Uh, you know, next week we have the 49ers, Nick Bosa and them. Then we have the Steelers as a great defense, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And then we have the fucking Cardinals who are currently sitting at 7-0. and And then we have Green Bay again in between the Cardinals and, and and the Ravens, we have the Lions, which is fine. But, you know, it, and then we have the Seahawks and then we have the Giants and then the Vikings and twice. And it, it, to me, it's just this. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Um, and I understand. I understand, you know, a schedule is a schedule and there's nothing you can really do about it. Um, but it, it's it's to my perspective is that you need to be able to finish the season with this kid healthy. If you want to even consider having a job at the end of the year, if you get this kid if, if God forbid, knock on wood, that this kid tears his ACL or, or tears his shoulder or gets concussed or breaks a bone, um, you know, or, or, or anything, you know what I mean? Or God forbid something happens, um, you know, and, and we're down by over 28 points and it happened when we were down over 28 points late in the fourth quarter. You're canned, bro. Like, you're not helping yourself. And, and I feel like at this point, I don't think Matt Nagy gives a fuck. I just truly don't. Um, he came out with a quote after the game that com- it just fucking blew my mind. I didn't understand it. I don't get it. Um, this is Matt Nagy's fourth season as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And since he got hired, by the way, the Bears ha- are the second in the NFL at having their players ejected during games. This is from Daniel Greenberg. Uh, this isn't the quote I was talking about, but I, this, this is also a stat I wanted to throw out there. I don't think this team has respect or or loyalty or discipline with Matt Nagy. Um, you know, I feel like with Vic Fangio, you saw a lot more discipline from the defense. Um, and I definitely do think they respect Sean Desai. Um, but you even saw it last year, you know, with the with the Javion Wims and, and Anthony Miller thing. Like, those are Nagy's guys. You don't see the defense do it that much. Those are Nagy's guys. You know, sometimes Akeem Hicks gets a little crazy. Um, but that's just his mentality and that's the hype of his game. That man's literally a grizzly bear. Um, but the quote is, Anyways, it's from Matt Nagy after the game. Dan Weeder Dan uh, tweeted it after. It says, quote from Matt Nagy, I will say the last couple of days with our team, we've become really close. For us to become as close um, as we have in the last 24 to 48 hours, I trust and believe in them. And <laughs> Here, here's end quote, by the way. Here, here's the crazy fucking thing about that. What the fuck does that have anything to do with anything? What is that literally, I, I literally, it blew my mind hearing that and reading that because it's like, okay, I understand you trust Justin Fields. I understand you trust Khalil Herbert. You do trust the defense, trust the special teams, trust the offense, trust the coaches around you. We get that. The only person in this fucking room, actually there's two people. There's two people in this fucking room that I don't trust is Matt Nagy himself and then respectfully probably Jason Peters but that's that's for different reasons he's 39 and you know he's, he's not look great but that, that was just a little joke that's not really a shot at Jason Peters I think he's great at what he does um he's definitely you know a hall of fame resume type guy nine-time pro bowler I respect him so much um so so yeah with that being said though it, it's definitely you know and, and by Jason Peters I I really do mean that offensive line as a whole nobody's fucking safe on that offensive line 
um, except Tevin Jenkins, and he's not even in there. So, but it, it's just a simple fact to me that, like, bro, like, what, what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck happened in the last 24 to 48 hours? We found the whys, and we found the hows, and blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you why you need to get the fuck out and how fast it needs to happen. It needs to happen fucking tomorrow. That's what the fucking hows and the whys are. Um, I, I have no, no fucking clue how this guy is going to have a fucking job tomorrow. It makes zero fucking sense to me. And I fucking hate it. And and thank the Lord I don't work for ESPN because so many F-bombs would fucking slip. I would need to work at Barstool or I would need to work somebody else. Um, in all seriousness, I would be professional if I was with ESPN. But it's just the fucking, it's just, it's the fucking concept that this is ridiculous. You know, I understood we were going to lose this game. We all understood we were going to lose this game. If you watch me on the ASAP network, I even when we were doing our picks, I said we were going to lose this game. Big part of why I thought that was honestly, I would have gave us a shot if Robert Quinn and, and um, you know, Akeem Hicks and, and Tashawn Gibson were in there. And maybe even if we still had Kyle Fuller, I definitely think we could have ran it back. I mean, in the last however many match in three matchups against Tampa in the last four or five years, we've won two. Uh, one was Jameis Winston and one was against Tom Brady. So, you know, he definitely got his licks in this time. Uh, it, was, it was different with a rookie quarterback. By the way, Justin Fields is 22 years old. Well, he was one years old when Tom Brady was drafted, which is fucking insane. Tom Brady's 44, 20-year age gap. That's amazing. It, Tom Brady c- completely just respect you and, and you as an individual. But Matt Nagy, it's just, it's just, I can't blame you for this loss. I won't blame him or Sean Desai. You know what I mean? Like, you lost to the champ, defending champs who are playing great football. Um, yes, Gronk was gone. Yes, AB was gone. But again, they still have Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, um, and and Leonard Fournette and others. And you so it's it, Bruce Arians. It, it's definitely something you have to take into account. And Barrett and others on that defense are great. Um, but you you have to acknowledge that what the fuck happened in that second half and and why Justin Fields was in to begin with when you're down over twenty. Um, and you know there's no real chance at coming back in this game, especially in Tampa of all places. It just blew my mind, and it was just so moronic. And I I just can't believe we're seeing stuff like that. I, I would even expect Mark Tressman, to of all people, to understand to take this fucking kid out. Like, I, I truly do. I would give him that props. I would give him that. Um, and I don't give him much. Um, so I, I definitely think that's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Um, I don't think any other coach would have left him in as long as they did. Um, not a single coach, even Adam Gase, I think respectfully would have fucking taken him out and put in Josh McCown instead of Sam Darnold at the time. You know what I mean? Like that, that's how fucking crazy that is. Like hey, you do, you're literally risking the entire future for what? Like to maybe score a touchdown and you're not even calling the play. So what's the fucking point? It's not like you care. Um, so, and you could tell he doesn't care. You could tell he's unmotivated. He's on the sideline screaming, fight, fight. Like he's trying to be a hype man. Like shut the fuck up and, 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 and go do something. Like I, I just don't get it. If Matt Nagy, again, I, I hate to say it, this loss is on him. It's not, but it's the principle of keeping Justin Fields in it as a whole. It's disrespectful to Justin. It's disrespectful to this offense. It's disrespectful to this locker room and this front office, this organization, and to the fans. You know what I mean? Like, you're playing with our fucking hearts. If this kid gets injured, we're coming for you. Like, that's, that's, it will come for your job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that easy. Um, you know, and, and you're just being arrogant to not only yourself, but to the team as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, if you lose Justin, that's because of you. Like, it's not because of just a freak injury like David Montgomery. Like, you had the opportunity to take him out, and every single tangible in that was going on completely told you to take him the fuck out, and you didn't. 
Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's not much else to say. I doubt Matt Nagy's fired tomorrow morning. Uh, I, I don't pray for individuals to lose their jobs. I hope he finds a career somewhere else um, and, and has a successful one. You know what I mean? Because I do think he's a good head coach. I just think he gets in his own way. Um, but if I woke up tomorrow and found out that Matt Nagy was fired, I would not be upset. Um, but yeah, with that being said, thank you guys for listening. We have the 49ers next week. Uh, so, you know, they're coming off a loss against the Colts. So hopefully we can get a dub. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe it's Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. Maybe it's Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Two rookies. We'll have to see. Can't wait to check it out. Thank you guys for listening again. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Bear down and stay, stay strong, Bears fans. We got this. And Justin Fields, rest up. We love you, kid. And I'm sorry you got to go through this fucking ignorance that is the Matt Nagy era. Peace.